Hello everyone and welcome to the Dirty Side of the Grid podcast where we've turned up late to qualifying but seeing as like 50% of the grid has now rejected me from placements next year I got sent, well we got sent to the front of the grid so we'll be starting in pole position. My name is Mohammed, and I'm with my co-host Yusuf as always and this will be podcast 16 where we'll just talk about news and testing stuff that's going on kind of well I've been a bit busy we've both been a bit busy but it's mainly my fault we've been a bit behind in terms of stuff so we're just going to catch up quickly on all the stuff that's happened and discuss the new cars so here we're waiting for all deliveries to come out to kind of sit down and talk about what what has happened all the F1 like the first week's testing is done so we've yeah. got one more week of testing in Bahrain before the first race. And that one's actually going to be like live, we can watch it and stuff. So that'll be a bit more interesting than this week. <sighs> yes, weirdly this week seems like, I don't know, this period seems more dry than most of the winter break. I feel like there was more to talk about in the winter break than there is now. Perhaps, I guess, I guess probably we knew what we are going into for next year. Generally speaking, from previous years, you kind of knew what was happening whereas this year you're going into new, new regulations new issues and you don't kind of know what is really going to happen yeah. so it's kind of like everyone kind of guessed what they thought was going to happen and then it's just kind of like okay what else are we going to talk about you get what i mean yeah there's not much to talk about because you kind of like the engine's frozen the cars are kind of everyone's developing but you don't really know what's happening and so you're kind of in this limbo, limbo I guess. I guess the regulations if, are old as well. Yeah, I guess they if Drive to Survive had came out a few weeks ago, that would have... Oh, yeah, it's meant to be soon as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's we, coming out in like two weeks. Um, so I'll have to come out with a review for that in yeah. a little bit. It's at least that'll be, be something to talk about. Yeah, I guess they always they have to put it out like at this time, so it's like two weeks before basically the season starts, so it's still kind of relevant by then. Because if you put it out early February, by the time the season starts, no one cares anymore, basically. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, I guess we'll, we'll start off with deliveries then, right? Yeah. I guess that's the best place to start. If you go from, like, alphabetically or top-down, I guess we can kind of comment on okay. what has gone through. We can try and take note of, like, our favourites. We'll do it yeah. that way. I think it's fairly, it's fairly obvious which ones are good and which ones are horrific. Yeah, but I think actually some of the... Okay, it's very obvious which the, which the ones are good. The, but very, the worst one is also very obvious. Yes, yeah. Okay, so I've got a picture of all of them here. Yeah. Um, is this even... Is this done alphabetically? No, you can just start from the top one. Okay, we'll just start with... Okay, so... The first one in the list that we've been given, Williams. I actually... Okay. Williams is... It looks nice. Yeah. My only issue is the red in the car. Like, if it was different shades of blue only, I would have understood that and I would have really liked it. Especially if, like, the predominant blue was perhaps a bit lighter, it's very dark. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I'm not exactly a big fan of that, but I can get that. My only issue is the red. For me, that kind of V of red in the front and the nose just ruins the whole car for me. 
I know it's like just a strip of red. That but sounds like a lot, but no, you're like you're completely right. I feel like the the side angle's beautiful. The way yeah, it's done is just... so good, but the front angle is so bad. Do you know what the, the funny thing is? Uh, you know Tomo. Yeah. He redesigns all the liveries. I don't know yeah. if you watched. Them. I like his Williams. All of pretty much all of his redesigns are like. They all just look so good. I don't know how he does it, but I think he's meant to be some sort of not graphic designer, but I think he has some background in that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it's they're all really you know I'll link that one. That'll be the the first link of like twelve that I have to put in the description. I mean, okay, the next one that's hard to have an opinion on, but Red Bull. It's it's slightly different to last year. I'll give them that. Uh, is it? Yeah, slightly different. Um, the yellow is a bit lighter. The um, the nose is quite different in terms of, I think there's a bit more yellow on the nose. Right. But, but it's Red Bull, so you, it's kind of like, it looks basically pretty much the same. Yeah, I don't think, do you think they'll ever change it? But that's the thing, you, like for Mercedes or the or say McLaren or so, the, like the aim of it is a marketing for the main company, and the main company is a cars company. Whereas with Red Bull, the main company is a beverage company, and literally every single, like Red Bull owned, like say whether it's club or Formula One team or whatever, they yeah. all have the same colors, everything. So no, I don't see them really changing because it's used for marketing for that sense. Yeah, I mean I understand. They change like, it when you lose kind of the, um, the value of it, so to say. I guess, but I feel like it's a good opportunity at some point, right? Like to maybe, obviously this would have been a good one with the new era of cars, but maybe like at another point they might change it to... I don't see them doing a full redesign, but I hope that they do uh, kind of like, um, they run one-off liveries, but say for like six, seven races out of a 23 race calendar, or like say five races, they run one-off liveries. So say one in Austria, one here, one like if they spread them out throughout the year, so one on the first race of the season, fifth, tenth, fifteenth, whatever. Yeah, that would make it fairly interesting. One in the last day of the season, you know, like a kind of that type of thing. It would because they come up with really nice liveries and they don't actually have to redesign the cars basically every year. Yeah, it's all right. So, I don't know. I feel like a lot of at this point, the longer they leave it, the more impact it's going to be if they do actually end up changing. Yeah, so that's something. I think every Red Bull fan kind of, they have a dilemma where they love, like, as in, they want Red Bull to change their livery, but at the same time, they have to defend their team about how this is iconic and it's amazing and all of that stuff. They did change this year some of the colors, so the blue's a bit darker from what I can see, the yellow's a bit lighter, stuff like that, but it still looks... It's always minimal, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, onto another team that's kind of, well... They changed, but they've gone back to their usual, nothing really unexpected, I guess, with Mercedes. I'm, I've always been a fan of the silver livery. Yeah. And, I, and I'm happy they've gone back. They've changed it slightly, but the silver and kind of light blue and black just, it's iconic. Like, yeah. For me, for me, that's like, them going back, I'm very happy with that. Like, even with the red part, they always had kind of like, I don't like the red, to be honest. I don't mind that. I feel like it could have done better like it looks a lot like the 2019 car and but i prefer the, the 2019 car the the mercedes pretty much looks like the older liveries it does but i just something about this one i don't like as much like the red underneath the rear wing the red at the top which i know they've had for the past couple years but even then the red at the top i don't really like it just seems a bit blocky 
Like yeah. there's the silver, then there's a bit of red just shoved in there somewhere, and then the even the blue like line like goes through it. It's not as good. No, I actually like the blue, like the light blue with the black because it's have a lot of black at the bottom. So I really like that. I also like like they have the, you know, the Mercedes oh, the stars symbols, the, the stars at the back, and they have like that yeah. one red one for Nikki and stuff. That that. I like that stuff. I like the concept, but I don't think it's as good as... I think it could have been applied a bit better. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. But I would put it in kind of one of the better designed cars. Um, it would be, yeah. We'll do... After we've done all 10, I'd say we do like a favourite and a worst. And then, uh, McLaren? I just... I mean, I've said what I thought about McLaren. The blue and the orange I don't like. But I'd say this one's definitely an improvement from the other ones. I'd say I, 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 I prefer this light blue over the dark blue of the previous kind of two, basically. And I prefer it over the full block orange they had, like... Oh, God, yeah, no, that was the first so one. So I'd say this one is kind of, like, in an era, kind of, they've had, like, a few orange ones. I th I'd say this one is kind of the best one of the past few. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I actually really like the shade of blue they used. If they'd used it on the silver car they used to have, but they're not going to go silver because Mercedes no, yeah, is silver, really, essentially. Yeah. Or chrome, essentially. But if they had, like, a chrome car with that shade of blue, because it's a lot lighter than the Mercedes shade, it would it have looked louder, really yeah. nice. It would have looked really, really nice. So that's one thing. Like, I really like the shade of blue, especially because it's now on the on the tires as well. Oh, yeah, that's a nice touch. So it, it goes together. Yeah. I'd say orange, I'm not really like, I don't like orange. I like the shadow they really like. The one they did for the oh, East like where it's mostly black. And orange and black, the way they did that was really nice. Yeah. But I guess if they have to put the blue in, they did well with the blue. Yeah, yeah. I'd say it's mostly they're stuck to orange because, like, if you go back to the event where they released the car, essentially it was the F1, the Indy car, the, I think it's like XWR series. There was the extreme, uh, extreme E, yeah. Yeah, and then the last one, I don't remember which one. Was. I think it was just eSports. Perhaps. Oh, no. There was another car, I remember. Something. There was four, you're right. I can't remember. Yeah. What but four. basically, they all had, like, Indy car has to have orange in it. So I think that's probably why McLaren kind of had to stick with it, uh, in that sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Formula One, Indy car, extreme E, eSports. Yeah. Probably eSports, yeah. Um, next, but, Haas. Unless you have something to say about McLaren, but I'd say McLaren is... No, yeah, that's... It's fairly nice. I mean. Like, I like it. I was impressed with it. With the colours they it. used, I think they did a decent job, like, yeah. the style and stuff. I'd oh, say, yeah, yeah, I'd yeah, say yeah. like, they, they're not as much tied to colours as other teams. True, but I guess orange is definitely, they're trying to make it their defining era now. Exactly. Like, after the chrome and stuff, after they've got rid of everyone's... Because they had the white and kind of red, and then they transitioned into chrome and kind of orange or red kind of... And now they're going into full-on orange and... Yeah, I think they'll keep this for a while. Yeah, probably. Unfortunately. <laughs> um, uh, right, Haas. Well... We do have to comment that the essentially the Russian colours, let's say. Oh, yeah. The company have been removed from the car. So now, the livery that came out is slightly different to the livery they've been running at the end of testing because of the invasion of... Um, the Russian invasion of Ukraine. So now basically the Haas car is white with just the red being the Haas kind of logo. So we'll comment on both though. Do you know what it is? Like, the, even the plain white car is ugly to be honest. I, can't I actually think it looks a lot better than the other one. I, I think it's an improvement. 
So, so like originally, if we go with the original one, the, with the mm. Russian flag, I do, I didn't like that. I, I think it's even worse than last year. Like, like they just, even the car itself is ugly. Like it. No, see, that's the thing. The car itself, I think the car itself looks ugly. Like I totally agree with the car itself looks ugly. Yeah. But I think the. Um, like delivery with the white actually looks nice, as in it's a very clean design. Yeah, you I can tell yeah, that it looks there was right. a lot of stuff there, and it was all like wiped away. Yeah, like you can actually tell that. But as in, in terms of, uh, I'm not a fan of like the the branding, the blue branding at the, the front of the nose and stuff. Yeah, um, it's a bit unlike the the numbers and stuff. But in terms of the the delivery, it's okay. The design of the car looks horrible. Like the side pods look weird. Mm. Yeah, it just I say it's all looks a bit like, uncomfortable to be honest. It looks it's probably one of the worst ones. Uh, I'd probably say one. No, the, the worst one is fairly obvious, but this one I'd frankly yeah, we'll get onto that in a bit. But uh, this yeah, this one's not great. The white is dropping the sponsors is definitely an improvement, but it did take a, an invasion of a country to get that. So uh, we'll leave that there, I guess. All right. Well. Ferrari's next. What do you reckon? I know you wanted red and white, no red and black. I think I agree with you. The red and black is... They look a bit like the McDonald's, I guess, customer service t-shirts <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, People the, were joking about that. But the, I do see it. Yeah, the picture wasn't great. I mean, the, uh, the t-shirt or whatever. I'm happy with Santander being black. Uh, the red and black... I'm not a huge fan of delivery. I think it looks alright. I don't think it looks like... Like, I was waiting for something, you know, like... I'm actually a fan of them when they transitioned from white, like, red and white to red and black. I was a fan of that. When was was that? A few years ago. Oh, yeah, sometimes. I just voted for Alpine. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, stuck now. I was a fan of them transi- uh, transitioning to red and black. But the this red and black, I don't know, it doesn't... It doesn't look right. You like the 2019 Ferrari? Yeah, it looked nice. It was different from the previous cars because all the other years were just red and white, red and white, red. And so I thought the addition of black, I, th- I thought it looked nice. Right. So you're not a huge fan of... This one is Ferrari. just the application and red of, red of black is just... I don't know. I don't like it as much. That's funny because I'm the complete opposite. Like, I don't like the 2019 one. But as much as I was hoping for red and white, I think the red and black looks good on this one. Like, I actually quite like it. The top is a bit weird. I, I don't know why they did the thing with the 75. It's a bit off-putting. But the rest of it is very simple. Like, it's just black front wing, black rear wing, black bottom, and then the rest is red. Yeah, but it's, not, it's nothing, like... It's nothing hugely special, but it just... I but that's the thing. It just like, works. I like how McLaren essentially used this. Like, if you go to the top, you can look at, like, Williams essentially used this to introduce a totally new livery. Yeah. They're essentially looking at kind of new era, new me, essentially. McLaren used it as the same platform where they're essentially they're using kind of more traditional their colors, but they've kind of revitalized it. They've changed the shade of orange they're using. They changed the shade of blue they're using, added way more black in, like everything. Like Mac- yeah. the McLaren and the Williams look new. The Red Bull Mercedes, uh, Ferrari could have done something like that where they kind of went out and changed delivery. But delivery looks basically the same to just put, like, a bit more black. Yeah, no, I see what you mean. I mean, they didn't have a lot to work with based on... No, but, Ferrari, like, if you just but... put, like, Ferrari, say, like, in, in black, say, on the side, 
I don't know. Like, oh, if you do something, yeah, 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 something yeah, yeah, different yeah. about it. Like, say, like, if you have, like, a shading of 75. I don't know. Like, I don't, I'm not good at this. No, I, I see what you're trying to say. But yeah. if they do something different, you'd be like, okay, you know, that looks, that looks good, you know. It looks different. Like, I was impressed by the next one, McCarran. Uh, sorry, Aston Martin. I was very impressed by their car. Like, they, the, the yellow, the shading of yellow they're using, the, the essentially their car suffered from being, the color is very matte last year. So it wasn't yeah. filming very, wasn't photographing very nice. But they went for kind of a very vibrant shade, a shade of green, which is kind of their iconic color. But they also introduced that, that lime color, which looks really, really nice. I'm actually, I was very impressed by them because they came up with something totally new. It so I don't know, different. I wouldn't say totally new though, is it? Like it's I guess it's different, change, to like, but it's, it's different. No, but they dropped the pink because of the sponsor. Exactly. And but when you look at it, back to lime green, exactly. But when you look at it this year, the car does not look the same because even the shading of green is slightly different. Like ever so, like ever so slightly different. That you don't kind of like. It looks so different though. Like the car looks different. I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't think it looks hugely different. I get what you're trying to say with it, but like I, 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 I wouldn't know. say. I understand wanting Ferrari to make radical changes, and they haven't. But That's I wouldn't Ferrari, say Aston so Martin never make radical changes. Yeah, but like I wouldn't say Aston Martin did that. It's it's I, different though. It's different. I guess it looks probably, good. I'm a I, fan. Guess, I guess I guess it's probably because their car looks like Ferrari's car looks. It came out at the end, so it's kind of like you grasped what the cars were gonna look like, whereas the Aston Martin it came out. Uh, time where you were unsure how it's gonna look, and it had those kind of grills, and it looked very oh, very yeah. different to every car that came it's out, so and every wide. car that came out afterwards, and so it kind of stood out in between all the cars, and I think it still stands out as kind of being very different from everyone else. Yeah, the Ferrari doesn't kind of quite do that. I think. I mean, other than the the uh, bathtubs in the side, like mm -hmm. it's. Some like of that them was have, definitely like causing a lot of conversation. Yeah, I think some of them have very ugly side pods. Haas especially. Uh, especially. Uh, yeah, that's true. And 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 Alpine. Alpine is the well, worst looking car. Alpine's in the grid. next. Well, <laughs> Alpine's the worst looking car on the grid. It's not just not just in terms of like livery. In terms of actual design, their their side pods look ugly, like ugly man. I just I and their colors are just like bad. They just changed the red and put pink and like pink with BWT and it just looks horrific. And the red on the sponsor as well just doesn't help. Like, I don't know, I didn't think they could get worse than like, pers the weird like, you know how it looked really top heavy last year? Because mm -hmm. it had the massive like, bulge behind the air intake. Yeah. yeah. It, mm, it still just looks a bit... It looks kind of similar to last year's car. And then the all pink one. Like, That's horrific. I was confused, I was seeing two liveries and then I was like, oh, they're actually going to run two liveries this year. And then you look at them and you're like, they're both literally like worse than each other. Like, you're like, so which one's worse? You know, like, talking about which one's better, like, oh, yeah, which one's they're, That's the most horrific looking car on the grid, literally, by a margin. So, like, you know, all cars are here. <laughs> Alfie's here. You already hate that. Bro, Would you say if they had, like, the best car last year? No. No, last year. Last year, I don't think they had the best car. Who had the best car? It was definitely one of the best last year. I feel like they've fallen a lot. I guess last year it was one of the... It was definitely in the conversation. Yeah. Like, it was a lot of people's favourites. 
But this year it's just, you know. Yeah, this if year someone says that's their most favorite card, they don't know what they're talking about. It's bad, because blue and pink isn't even that bad of a combination sometimes. Mm. Like, I'd say McLaren did better there, the colors they had, because yeah. orange and yeah. blue doesn't go together. But Definitely. they did a much better job with that, where people are actually talking about how other car looks good, whereas pink and blue goes together. It's potential. And now you just ruined it. Like, the way they designed it looks... Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't get that. Like, it just... They had such potential. And they just... We all knew it was going to be pink in it. Yeah. And they had months to design this. And then they did this, man. This looks like they didn't know that Otmar Safnar was going to come with BWT. And they were going for a different design. And last minute, they're like, oh, damn. We have to put the pink in. And they yeah. just kind of slapped it all in. The worst part is it makes BWT look like a squeeze company. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if BWT just sold bubblegum. Like, if they were literally just trying to compete with extra selling, like, chewing gum or, like, those bubblegum companies and stuff, like, I wouldn't... But I think they sell... It's, it's meant to be, like, a water company. I don't know if it's water treatment or actual, like, bo bottled water, but I can't be bothered to Google it. There's no point. Alpha Tauri is next. Alpha Tauri is one of the actually most disappointing ones. I'd say it looks good. I'd say it looks good. Yeah. But people are talking about, ah, oh, it looks amazing, it looks this... Boy, they just switched their colorway from last year. It still yeah. looks good. Like, I was impressed by their colorway last year. I was a big fan. I thought it looked really one of the better cars on the grid. And this year, it still looks really nice, but it's kind of like... Are you that lazy where you just kind of reverse, and that's it. You reverse the colors and leave. But I do appreciate how they know they have the Alpha Tauri written on the side. I was about to say that looks good. And so oh, that, that, that's kind of like if Ferrari had something like that, like Ferrari written or something, yeah. where it made it look different, you'd be like, okay, you know, like the black and red looks really nice. I guess also like the shading of the Ferrari is darker this year, which yeah. I'm not a huge fan of. I like the kind of The glossy red. was so much nicer. Like yeah. the red from like the years before was so much, Like I'm not a fan of the dark red. Yeah. Alpha Tauri looks good disappointing in the sense that they could have done way more because they don't have to stick to the kind of Red Bull branding and they usually come out with kind of like you know like crazy stuff and then they just yeah, switch they literally press reverse and like okay here, come on buy there was yeah there was they could have done more of it it's still nice yeah I just agree with what you said to be honest it still looks nice but it, it, it looks lazy I wouldn't go that far but Lazy. It, it could have done a bit more. Lazy. Maybe they're trying the uh, the era thing where they're just gonna stick with this colorway and this design. See, I actually hate years. that. Like, I like I I hate the idea of just sticking to one livery for like six, seven, eight years or whatever it is, because it's just boring. Like, you kind of like this is. I think this is an issue with Formula One where liveries are basically the same for like six, seven years, and you don't see anything new, and you like. But a big, big selling point is like the car is looking really nice. Yeah. If you have the same livery year on year, it's just boring. Like, put, it does put a different it, yeah. livery, you know? Like, yeah. If every year they have to put a totally new, new livery, be like, yeah, that's funny. You know? it makes that's it, a regulation. It makes, it makes the winter break interesting. Yeah, True. I mean. It makes car launches interesting. Some exactly. of the car launches were so boring. Bro, they're all very boring because <laughs> you already know what they're going to do. I think this year people were more interested in the car is going to look pretty different. From yeah. the next few years, the car is going to look pretty much like fairly similar. By the end of the year to the year after, it's looked the same. The colorway is going to be the same. The design is the same. 
The Mercedes car, this one, looks exactly like how it looked like. I'm a fan of the Silverado. I'm a fan of them going back to the Silverado. Yeah. But it looks exactly how it looked from like 2014 onwards to today. Yeah. Except yeah. those two years, essentially. Do you get what I mean? It's the same exact car. Like, I was a fan when they actually moved straight to black. I thought that was a really nice thing. The first year they did it, I was a huge fan. Because the car looks so different. Like, I'm not talking about the message. The message is a good thing. But I'm talking about, like, the color looked really nice. The yeah. car looked really nice. You know, it was, it was so different from what you're used to that you're like, that actually looks sick. But this year is just like... I am a fan, but it's just, it's fairly No, I get what you mean, yeah, because even then, though, like, even with the black, they kept the blue stripes, so it was still pleasing the sponsors exactly. and all of that, like, so it's but still it possible. Nice. But, yeah, now it's just, yeah. I don't know, Saying there's no that excitement they might go to, like, yellow, you know, be, like, fully yellow car, like, oh, no. Yo, there should actually be a team that goes yellow, mm. like, no one's using that colour. Alfa Romeo. Alfa Romeo looks decent. Yeah, I don't mind it. Like, the white and red, you can I like the camo one more. <laughs> Yeah, no, or if that the was The camo one looks really nice to be fair. It did. But, you know, it's computer generated. So the livery they use, the camo oh, one was, heard about this was done by one of the sponsors, essentially. It was kind of like a sponsor thing. But I thought, I think it looks nice. I, I appreciate the fact that they went with a kind of a totally new livery in a sense. So it's very, very, very different to the ones from last year. Do you get what I mean? How is it that different though? Like... Like the, in terms of the look of it, it's very different. So it's uh, yeah, I guess because they could have done what AlphaTauri did, but I guess they did go different mm -hmm. with like the... Uh, like it's very blocky in, in that sense. Because usually, like last year, it was just fully white with like a few stripes of red. Yeah. Now red is kind of like, it's mostly red with a bit of white. Yeah, they've stolen the, uh, the glossy red from Ferrari now that they're not using it, which is yeah. definitely a good idea. I think that shade of red looks way nicer than the shade Ferrari is using. Yeah, yeah, definitely. If Ferrari used that color with the black, I think it would look a lot nicer. This, I feel like Alfa Romeo might just turn into the Ferrari I wanted to see. Like the red, mm. the white, the gloss, like... But it has a bit too much white, I guess. Yeah, the white. And I'm not a fan of how the white is just kind of like in the middle. It looks like one of those, you know, like, designs that Word generates for you, or like, you know, PowerPoint <laughs> generates for you, where it's just like, there's that big block of, it kind of looks like that. I see that, yeah. I do see it. I don't mind it, but I, I see what you mean. Mm. I, 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 I think it looks good, though. Alright, so, what, so what's the, the worst one right now? I'll have it back here, yeah, fair enough. I think if we go from worst to best, I think that would be easier. Wait, no, we're not going to do all 10, are we? No, no, like, as in quick one. So I'd say Alpine's the worst. Yeah. Second worst is Haas, obviously. Uh, which, yeah, second worst is Haas by far. Third worst is... Um, go down, go down. Is there more on the Third worst is... I'd say... I don't want to say Alpha Tower, but it's, it's kind of like Alpha Tower, isn't it? Just because... What, before Williams? Mm, I'd say Williams, okay. Williams, third worst. Yeah. Then, Alpha Tauri, Alpha Romeo, Ferrari. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry. McLaren is uh, sorry. Red Bull is like fifth from the bottom. Then Ferrari. Then, uh, Mercedes. McLaren. And I'd say the best one is um, uh, Aston Martin probably. Fair I'm enough. a big fan okay. of the line. Yeah. Because it reminds me a lot of the. Um, the white and line. The one. The brown. Oh, okay, yeah. No, it's the same shade, it's pretty much the same shade of lime. 
it's nice, yeah. It looks very nice with the green as well. I'm, I'm pissed because I think they were meant to use it last year, but they got BWT like last minute, so they switched the uh -huh. colors around. But this so makes it, see, it back. this makes it a lot nicer since they they were like okay, and then for the new generation new generation they just used the lime, and I think it makes the this car this like years reveal so much better in that sense. Yeah, true. Because now they can at least say they change something, yeah. and the. I don't know, it just complements each other a lot better. Than I'm interested to see if Hus gets another um, like sponsor on board, essentially. before They'll probably get another sponsor on board before the season starts. Or would they, though? Like, who would sponsor Hus at this point? If they do, the livery might change. That that could be interesting. So that, True, that's what... Yeah. News, another news, uh, Andretti is looking at coming into F1 by oh, 2024. Yeah, and yeah. supposedly, according to the article I was reading, they have money to actually scare the top three in Formula 1 or top four. That's like, what it, Yeah, ooh. like pre-regulations, pre they have that much money. Because I heard they they were confident in paying the, what is it, 200 million it's you need 200 to get million in, just to get into Just to get into F1, yeah. Without the, the money you're going to have to pay in research and development of the car. Which is insane because we've got like hundred and forty million for the whole season, Inclu but this doesn't include like it includes research and development, includes all the like crashing costs, it includes everything basically. But you've I got mean, to start from scratch as exactly. well. So you need a place to so work. You, you need to hire anything. some CEOs. You need to hire some drivers. You need to hire like. But I'm not sure if say like infrastructure will necessarily be within the one hundred. Oh no! I mean it's probably not part of the budget cap. But you still need yeah. to. Yeah, yeah but that's somehow. the thing. They have the money to kind of build the infrastructure. Yeah. Excuse me. But they're looking at starting 2024. So they're looking at joining not next season, the season after. It'd be interesting because if you add one more team to the grid, I don't think it's as much of an issue. True. I feel like adding Because they can just buy out has to. But as in, True. it's interesting because in the sense that who's going to be supplying the engine? Because it gives whoever supplies that engine an extra kind of test bed. I think what people don't realize is for say like if Mercedes supplies like four teams and Ferrari supplies two teams, Mercedes is collecting way more data from that engine than Ferrari is. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So if yeah. I collect a lot more data, I can make my engine more reliable essentially because I have way more data being collected. And then more people want to buy it. Essentially. And I think that's one thing that kind of well obviously with was it Porsche or um, VW? They were looking at getting into Formula One, but they're most likely kind of. I think Audi was looking at buying McLaren. Yeah. And VW was looking at, uh, yes, VW. They were looking at being an engine manufacturer, I think, and they would be involved with Red Bull, most likely. Yeah, probably. It's potential there. I see it. I mean, obviously, you're right, because, like, uh, right now, if you add up all the laps that people did in testing, like, Mercedes plus all of the engine suppliers, they, they or, sorry, engine customers, they'd have loads of data, but Alpine, who don't supply anyone, have just got their two cars. Apparently, their engine is actually worse than last year, so they, apparently, they, they tried to improve the engine. It went yeah. very wrong, so their engine is actually, like, was so bad that they had to use, they're using last year's engine. No. Do you know what's mad? Everyone's saying, like, this is like completely, oh, you know, we'll keep it going. So like, everyone's so, people are saying so like, Alpine were waiting for like this regulation change to like fully go ahead. Like they've been saying, wait until 2022, we're going to be so good. And like, initially these rules were meant to change in 2020. Mm -hmm. So they've 
they've basically done a Haas for the past like four years. Not completely, but like that was meant to be their big moment. They were trying to do a Mercedes. And then their engine just... Personally, I I feel like they were going to bottle it. Like, part I of feel the like they might be where Haas is right now, where they're, they're just lasting. I wouldn't be surprised. I'd put them like seventh, to be honest. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised. interesting to see what kind of transpires, because they all look like they have solid cars. It looks like it's going to... The range is really nice, though. Hmm? Like, I love seeing the difference in the cars. Yeah, they, they don't all look, look so different. They all look like, I think they all look different to kind of our eyes essentially. Whereas, like the past few years, they their the difference was so small, and so you had to be kind of an expert essentially yeah. to spot the difference. The difference would have been in the barge boards and that kind of thing. Yeah, but no and then like the uh, the rake as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, I guess it, like in other news, I guess. True. I guess one thing to comment on quickly though is. They all look very different, and they all may do different things. And sure, a Ferrari bathtub side side pod might be better than a like a an Aston Martin bulge, but it all depends on how that interacts with the rest of the car. Mm-hmm. So realistically, like purely based on looks, you can't guess which one would be the best. I think like what people don't realize is people are comparing kind of section of the car, kind of just what you're saying, but they're not realizing how. That interacts with the front wing, how it interacts with the rear wing, how it interacts. If you look at, especially if you look at, past the, as soon as you pass the side port, uh, side, uh, side pod, sorry, and you go back, the difference in kind of, they all have this Coke bottle kind of look, essentially. But the difference is kind of the gradient of how quickly it's going to go, essentially. So like the Mercedes or the McLaren go like fairly, fairly small, whereas the Aston Martin is quite big. Yeah. And so that's kind of, it differs how they're going to use the airflow, essentially. Um, the Red Bull have, like, underside of the side pod is kind of extremely in. Yeah, there's quite a few cars. teams with a similar thing, but not as aggressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the interesting thing is the Mercedes, actually, when you compare, compare the Mercedes to last year's car, it looks very similar from the side. Yeah. It looks, even from the front, like... If you discard kind of like this year's changes in terms of side pods, yeah. when you look, it looks very similar. Like the car looks very similar. It's it's kind of weird how similar the car looks. Yeah, they haven't, like they haven't done anything. Because yeah. that's what I heard about Alpine actually. Like they'd, um, they'd fully gone for it, like completely sent it. They said, I think, I think I saw a quote somewhere that said like they were trying to, They it was something like they prioritised something over reliability like they were just trying to provide a uh, performance over reliability so they didn't really care if it was like reliable because they could work on that afterwards they just wanted to make sure it was as good as possible and then they're gonna have a horrible car yeah it sounds like they're just gonna do like a i don't know i, I wouldn't be surprised if alonso had another like 2018 or something you know and just uh, sad we'll see um, um testing yeah i guess we'll just talk about testing really so the first test that isn't a test shakedown happened. I mean, we can't exactly talk about lap times and stuff because nothing really yeah, matters. A lot of teams can be sandbagging as well. Yeah, true. And actually, I guess the main thing is like some of these teams will come up with like big developments to bring, not even to this week, but maybe even just to the Bahrain test. Yeah, this the the interesting thing is basically the cars we've seen run this week are not the cars that are going to be at the first uh, race. Yeah. Because the teams are basically, they're all collecting data and they're all like, we're going to bring major upgrades. 
to the first race. So whatever you see now is not going to be the same car that you see there. Um, in terms of kind of, it's interesting, like Mercedes were the only ones to run the C3 compounds. They all run the C5 compounds. So that can be kind of interesting. Alpine lost out on testing out the wet weather tires. Oh yeah, they had a hydraulic yeah. failure or something. So that, that could be like, obviously it won't hurt them at the beginning of the season because it's Bahrain and Saudi and stuff. But as you go into kind of wet weather conditions, that might hurt them because they don't have as much kind of data essentially. Um, well, it's, but it's interesting. Like I'd say the teams that kind of stand out, McLaren looks definitely very, very strong. Ferrari as well. Yeah. Um, I think those are the teams that actually stand out. Mercedes did a lot of laps. Red Bull... Uh, but even in terms of like speed, well. uh, like... McLaren didn't face the issue that basically all the other teams were facing, which is the the carbon processing. Yeah, that one. Um, whereas all the other teams essentially had to cut parts of their floor. Uh, they had to essentially make holes at the end of their side pods. They had to do a lot of stuff to essentially kind of get around it. Yeah. Uh, whereas McLaren didn't really suffer as much. Do you want to explain what that is quickly as well? So essentially, when the air is accelerated below the floor it gets so quick that essentially it stalls and essentially what that happens is it leads to the car essentially just going up and down and bouncing on the track and it's kind of it's basically generating so much downforce that this ends up happening and if you look at it it just seems uncomfortable like yeah, imagine you're going at like yeah. 300 kilometers an hour <laughs> like it's not seem comfortable at all yeah, I think I, I heard in an interview somewhere or something, like it said, like it was affecting their visibility at some point. Like it was, the yeah. bouncing was that bad. Because obviously they, it's like an actual racetrack. They're going over bumps and all of this. But when it's bouncing that aggressively, like they would actually it's struggle dangerous to like see. You have to talk about true, how dangerous it is. Especially in like say wet weather and stuff. Um, but it is, it is interesting. I think like one thing I would comment about this year's cars is they look fairly similar to last year's. Like, I know how we all talk, spoke about it. it's going to be different, they're going to look very different. They look fairly similar to last year's cars. Yeah, apart from... Yeah, I guess so. so especially sight, like, like, from the front on, they look different. But when it's on track and you're watching it on track, they look the same. Yeah, the, the only thing really missing is the barge board. And once mm -hmm. you get rid of... I mean, that area was mainly black anyway. So you didn't really notice it that much. So I guess, for, yeah, it's, it's not hugely different, but we'll see. I mean, I feel like this wasn't really a a final product. This is meant to be like a transition, even though they advertise it like a pop. Like, this is the era of close racing and everyone's going to be right behind each other. But I feel like in a few years, they're going to change it again. And I don't know, they can't even make the cars even simpler. See, it's like interesting this. because all the drivers are seeing that getting close so following within like a second like i think up to a second following is a lot easier this year within a second is actually quite difficult and but it is fairly easy it's a lot easier to stick behind a car essentially okay. and stay within a second behind a car without having like a huge performance advantage so like mercedes were the only cars that realistically last year could stay behind someone within a second yeah. No one else could do that because their car is so much like better, but this year it seems like it's a way it's way easier to stay within like a one second gap because realistically speaking, if you're within one second, you don't actually need to overtake them. 
The moment Creed, you can just undercut. Oh, that too, yeah. Oh, I swear, if all of the overtakes are just pit stop based. Um, but they're saying that it might affect cars with the overtaking. Like, it might affect the overtaking, essentially. But not the sticking to the front car. Do you get what I mean? The right. passing, it might be the issue, might be with the passing, where the car might be affected rather than sticking to the car in front so of So we'll get DRS trains. Yeah, DRS is going to be a big thing, yeah. They're not gonna get rid of it. I don't see them getting rid of DRS soon. Yeah, I yeah. Like I hope I thought they were gonna get rid of it, but the way the cars are designed, yeah, I don't see that happening. Um. Well, I guess the next thing is the uh, just the news in general. Well, Michael Massey's gone. Oh, yes. finally, actually, finally, it's so it's been so long. Yeah, you have to go. It's to actually go. been so. I'm surprised they they didn't even did, like say why. Yeah. They just mentioned that he's going like, and he's not even fully gone. He's gonna be, see. I don't mind him being in the FIA as long as he's I not do. related to the races. Yeah, obviously, because you're a Lewis fan. But yeah, Lewis but can't like drive, bro. Lewis can't drive, man. Bro, but he's not a safe. Lewis like, is a nothing he did was good. Realistically, Lewis is a terrible driver. Man. He sent out cars Lewis on the green flag driver. racing when there were marshals on the track. You know, Lewis is just like. Well, here we go. All right, go on. Go ahead. Like, Lewis is a B-Tech, you know, Nikita Mazepin. <laughs> okay, that's too extreme. That's too extreme. He's a B-Tech, um, Mika Hakkinen. Where did that come from? He's a B-Tech Ayrton son. He is. <laughs> Can't even okay. debate that. He is. He is. Anyways, anyways. But, he had to go. But, see, this is what I mean. The people they got in was, one of them was the second in uh, command panel to Charlie. Yeah, that's the one they kept mentioning. Like, yeah. Oh, Charlie Whiting always had like another guy. And the, Michael Massey, poor Michael Massey was there by himself. Uh, yeah, and the other guy was, uh, he, he's, he's, he did some stewarding for, was it rallying before? Yeah, I think I heard WEC as well. Yeah, so this is, this is the thing where, like, the difference between them and Michael Massey is they have, ex- like, one of them was the second in command to Charlie, so he's been involved in F1 for a long time, and the other one, he's, he, he's done stewarding before, he's, he's done it before, Michael Massey, he'd never done it in his life, whoever chose Michael Massey, I feel bad for the guy, whoever chose him and put him in that position had no clue what they were doing, they took one guy and they're like, yeah, yeah he'll do and then threw him in that <laughs> position. And That's definitely what it looked like, to be honest. Like, but if he'd done it for the rest of the season, then change him for 2022 or 2021 at the time. Be like, fair enough, you just, you just finished the season, the season's done, we, we, now we have to look for someone over the break. They didn't do that, and now we're just like... Massey was the interim manager that <sighs> stayed. Yeah, basically, but he was Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. <laughs> but Ole did a much better job, to be fair. Questionable, actually, yeah. At the end of the day, but um, you did not give away a championship. <laughs> the the reputation of both of them is meant to be good as well. Mm-hmm. So like these are the kind of guys, as we were saying before, they they command their role. Respect. They have respect. They won't be intimidated. And there's a third guy as well involved. I don't remember who is. I don't know. I know they're bringing in that VAR thing that he was on about. I yeah, still yeah I think that's guy is gonna work. Yeah, but there's another guy, I don't, I don't remember why he's involved, but um, there's a third guy 
who is doing something. I don't remember what he's doing. But there is a it's the FIA. Either way, whatever happens, but I agree with you, they, they seem to have a good. I think he, he, he does have a good reputation. Both of them have a good reputation in that sense. Michael Massey is very easy to bully. I think it's very easy to see that as well because we could hear everything. And yeah, so like, yeah. You know, I think especially with what Red Bull's kind of. What's he? He oh, spoke Jonathan to Michael. Yeah, when he told Michael, sent you what to do, and Michael's like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna do that." The worst part is the phrase, like the the motor racing phrase, mm. where he repeated the exact same thing. That's so embarrassing. Like, yeah. that's so I think bad. that's I the think, worst part of it. I think that was kind of the point where it was the point of no return. Yeah, he oh he should have been dropped so fast, but the biggest thing is like the stewards as well. Like, why aren't they being questioned as well? Because if we're realistically admitting now, everyone's kind of accepted that what happened was wrong. Even if they don't want to say it, they say that changes need to be made in the FIA. Which means now, instead of, you know, arguing that it was right, it's basically, like, commonly accepted, way more than it was before, that what happened was a complete manipulation of everything. So if we're admitting that now, why aren't we saying... Like, look at the stewards. These guys, right after the race, had the opportunity to reverse the decision, and they didn't. I think at that point, like, even if you had the chance to reverse it, I think it would have reflected way worse on the sport than a country. Like, the controversy is bad. If they had reversed it after the race, I think Red Bull would have had a lot of issues. People would have said a lot of bad stuff. The fans would have gone crazy. Mercedes would have been upset. Like all of that happened anyway. Yeah, but I th- I think it would have been way worse. That the the aftermath would have been kind of you know brutal in the sense. I of don't know, but at the very people, least, they would have had more integrity than they do now. No, really. I would have said. I would have said, like I'd say like you'd have gone going like Lewis would have gone a lot of racism. Uh, uh, you got that anyway. Yeah, but I would just say it would have been like if he had won it that way. Yeah, no. It would have been another level. Do you get what I mean? It'd yeah, no, I get it. Um, but almost, I just it just in the sense that correcting the mistake, yeah, like just because you're a Lewis fan, that's fine. I do get like everyone's admitting now, like Carlos Sainz came out, uh, Lance Stroll came out, Lance Martin Stroll's been very Rondo good, came yeah. out. George Russell, George Russell, Russell well. spoke at the but he spoke at the beginning because he's a, he's driving for a Mercedes, a Mercedes, so he has to speak out. But he has been people who are not involved at all have spoken out that Lewis should have won that. After a period of kind of like, let's reflect and come back, they've reflected, came back, and they said like, Lewis, like Carlos Sainz, in no way is he involved. Like you could say, Lance Stroll has a Mercedes engine and so on. But Carlos, in no way, is he benefiting at all, or is he obliged to say anything? And he came out and he said that this was like, wrong, essentially. I think it's interesting to see Max's reaction versus Lewis. Max is like, Oh, Michael did everything. He doesn't oh, deserve it's this. So, it's cringe, isn't it? It is embarrassing because the thing is, like, Red Bull, realistically, could very easily admit, okay, we benefited a lot from a decision that was made that was questionable. Like, even if you don't want to completely say that it was wrong, you, like, the way I just worded it there, I haven't said that what he did was against the rules or wrong or whatever, but you acknowledge that it happened and then you take the championship anyway. And people would have 
probably respect I think they'll do that in like time. 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> where he's like fully, fully 100% sure they're not going to take it back from him. Yeah, like 106-year-old Christian Horner on the Red Walk is there. And Martin Brundle sees him and goes like, oh, Christian, how are you feeling? He's like, yeah, no, I feel great. Oh, by the way, Michael Massey <laughs> broke the rules in 2020. <laughs> That's basically what it's going to be like. I don't think, they might admit it like by the time Max comes to retire or something, they'll be like, yeah, we should not have had that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't see them doing sense. that now because there'll be repercussions essentially. Repercussions of. Well, it would make it even more embarrassing with his like golden helmet and uh, boots and not yeah. wearing and all of this stuff. Exactly, but it's already a little bit. I think Lewis also commented on before Michael Massey had gone. He commented about how uh, some of the stewards or something like like basically I think he was commenting on Massey. He was like, uh, does Massey fly around with people from Renfrew?" Oh. Oh, I heard it. No, yeah, so what he said was, um, like, there's still you know problems because uh, he's saying the stewards are very friendly with some of the drivers and some of the teams. So, you know, if they you even become... They fly with them, essentially, too. Yeah, so. so, like, you can become a little friendly with some of them. You can be mates with some more than others. And if they have preferences in terms of drivers, that's definitely going to club the decisions, like, which is... Ah, he's my mate. I'm just going to let it slide. Exactly, which is completely It's not a 10-second right. penalty. It's not a 10-second penalty. <laughs> We'll just give him two points on his license, that's it. Like, oh, we'll give him a thousand euro fine. We'll give oh, him a warning. We won't, flag. Even, we won't even give him points like on his license. We'll just give him a warning. Because the problem, I'm sure, is way worse than he's willing to admit. Because yeah. I'm sure Lewis doesn't want to cause like a, a big thing because everyone's just going to hop on him. Even though he's right, they're going to do it anyway. But like, the fact that it's F1's what it is with all of these rich people who are friends and they know each other and they have connections. Well, like Since it's such a close community at the top, like it's just not surprising what he's saying. Yeah. So. But I feel like it's, you know, like I guess it's, it is happening probably because the F1 fan base is quite small. Like, in essence, I think if there are as many fans as, like in F1 as we have seen in football, this would not necessarily be as big of an issue maybe because there'd be the backlash would be way worse do you get what i mean right yeah but then with football you also had that one guy that was screwing fifa for like 16 years or whatever oh yeah so you can't you can't really say that you can't avoid it anywhere but yeah like, but i'd say like you see i don't have an issue with kind of the people managing f1 being terrible my issue is yeah. more with the kind of refereeing because if a referee is on a football pitch and like the ball goes into one goal and then you just like, nah, it's a goal for the other team. <laughs> people are going to get like, people are going to go crazy. Yeah, Bulls. that's worse than if the camera But that's exactly what dodgy. happened with Lewis is Lewis should have won, but they essentially, you know, the, the referee just stopped the game, gave the ball to the strikers like, yes, score. And he's like, hey, goal. <laughs> but that's what Michael Massey did. He literally took the yeah, ball from Mercedes Gave it to Red Bull in front of the Mercedes was like, yes, score. He scored, he's like, okay, yeah, you won the championship. It's a very good analogy, you're not even wrong. That's, That's exactly, exactly what he did. Yeah. I think people don't realize the, the kind of, exactly what he did, because he, I know how I said, like, when, when we were looking at the race afterwards, I was like, it was within his right, he had control of the, the oh, safety car and stuff. And stuff. Yeah. But, but that's the thing, like, when you listen, I think when you listen to, the Red Bull guy. Yeah. I think that changes everything. Realistically oh, speaking. Okay. Because he, he listened to the Red Bull guy and he went and said the exact same thing to Toto. And you're like... 
Yeah, you know what I mean? It's yeah, just like, yeah. you know, even like trying, like if you're trying to hide it, they'll be like, oh, you're saying the same thing, man. Like, that, that annoys me so much because I feel like I hate kind of, if, if Luz had lost it on track, I'd be like, yeah, fair enough. But the way he did it as well is Luz didn't even have a chance to fight. Like if Luz had pitted for fresh tires, came out in front of Max and it was one lap or of all out racing between the both of them. Yeah. On it, fresh rubber, both of them. Like, so, say, even if Luz is on a fresh pair of mediums and Max is on a fresh pair of softs, Luz would have had something to it, you know? Yeah, it's still completely unfair, but there's... there's but Max had, Max had fresh soft tyres and Luz had old mediums. There's not even, like... Well, if I'm in a Ferrari and you're on a house, you're going to overtake me. Like, it's not even a question, like... Yeah, it's exactly. over. The moment he told it, cars to get out of the way... See, he, he broke... The fact that all the cars had to go through. He, he only pushed the cars between them. He broke the fact that the cars had to be a safe distance away. He broke every single rule you have to follow. And then he's like, nah, it's fine. So it's right, like people are... There's a lot of stuff still going on about it. Like one guy recently, I saw this video. He analysed, I think it was from 2012, every single deployment of the safety car from 2012 up until the last race in Abu Dhabi. And it's interesting to see all the stuff that changed very quickly. So initially, when people were saying, oh, should have red flagged it, Johnny Herbert's spoken a lot about this, and he's saying, well, what, so every time there's a safety car five laps away from the end, we just bring out a red flag, like, that's, that's not practical. And then another thing was, why didn't he just leave the lapped cars there? I kind of understood where that, like, argument was coming from to keep the race going and all of this stuff and whatever, and it's cool. But when the guy analysed the thing, and I did have a feeling in the back of my mind, that's not in the regulations either. Like, you you are meant to let the uh, lapped cars overtake. And every single time, I think, other than two, where someone's radio wasn't working, and another weird situation, which was a bit strange, but no one really mentioned it, the lapped cars have been allowed to overtake. It's not like the, the race director just says, no, you know what, we'll leave the lapped cars this time, let's carry on. Like, he lets them go every time. Uh, and then on top of that, there's a lot of talk about race involved in terms of Lewis. Because obviously, as I said, men- like as I mentioned before, and like you're saying now, if you know Max is winning that race, the moment you green flag it and you break the rules and you bring in the safety car, you know Max has won the championship. And so you it- know it's not going to get overturned as well. Exactly. So if you know that with confidence and you know you're making the champion... You're not just choosing the champion, you're breaking the rules to make a champion. There's argument there as to... I think the way... I mean, it's consistent with what Lewis has dealt with in F1 for his entire career. But I don't think it's been this obvious before. I don't think... I don't think in F1 we've had a time where it was so obvious of them just kind of saying, we don't want this guy to win... Because he's won too much. Let's just go give it to another guy. I understand yeah, I understand yeah. the idea of pushing the regulations to slow the best car. That happened with Ferrari. That happened with Mercedes. Fair enough, you want to bring them closer in. Okay, I understand that. Makes sense. I'd say, I'd say rather than do that, get the other cars to kind of, like, limit, say, the, the research time. Like the, the budget front. Or something. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. push the other cars. That makes more sense than just... The way they did it was very stupid in terms of they 
they essentially just cut parts of the floor and screwed the teams with the low rate cars, which you didn't you didn't just slow down the front car, you screwed like Aston Martin essentially and other teams. So I don't agree with the way they did it, but I understand what they're trying to do. Yeah. But the way they did it in terms of they just took the win and handed it to someone else. Essentially, the way I see it is you took the ball from one team, gave it to the striker of the team in front of goal, empty goal, you're like, score. He score. Obviously, he's going to do it. Obviously, Max is going to win. Yeah. The way they did it was just so shameless that I wanted Max to win, but the way they did it was just like, it was disgusting. But I have to say, like, I do respect Lewis for the way he, he acted after the race. I think if Max had lost that race, even oh if Lewis... Oh, my Luz, God, the scene he would have made. yeah. yeah. And the same with Christian Horner. So I think that's one thing that for Lewis and his dad, I think even Carlos commented on it was, it's very impressive the way he conducted himself after and his father after the race, going shaking Max's hand, uh, going saying to Jos Verstappen and stuff. Yeah. And I think he did not need to do like, go go to them or what's his name? Did need to go to them and all of that? I don't know what his dad's name is. Oh, is, is that Louis? Uh, Louis? Oh, what's his dad name? No, it's definitely not. Yes, I don't know. I don't know what his name is. Yes. Is it Carl? No, no, that's just one of his middle names. Hold on. Anyways, so... Anthony, Anthony, that's what it was. Yeah, cool. Same yeah, one. so... Very impressive in the way they conducted himself. Especially, like, when you lose that way, no one is going to conduct It's horrific. No, actually, part of the conversation as well, part of... So, what you said about Max, you wouldn't have taken it well. Mm. I compared the, t- the tweets they put afterwards between uh, Lewis at Silverstone and then Max Max at Monza and then the other way around. So, like, both the times when they were, you know, deemed to be at fault and then when they were deemed Mm. to be the victim, it's it's so bad. Like, Mm. it's so unprofessional, it's actually embarrassing. So, like, I can't imagine what he would have said afterwards. This is the reason I hate Red Bull, because the the way they act when, like, I think... The way they acted after Silverstone for me was, you know, Lewis did not do as, like, such a bad thing for Christian Horner to come and say what he said. Yeah, yeah. And the way he said it and what he said and the way they, you know, got Albon to do, like, you know, the laps and the media circus that went on after that was so disgusting that when you look at Monza, Mercedes spoke about it and then they moved on. And this is why Mercedes have won seven back-to-back titles and Red Bull have come nowhere close in the past few years is because they were too busy. Like The moment that something happens, they just blame everyone instead of focusing on trying to win. Do you get why? Yeah, yeah. They're just too busy like doing all of this stuff and trying to win. And that's why they couldn't even win the champ. Like Red Bull had the better car for the pretty much the whole year except from Brazil onwards. They could have won the championship. The, the constructors oh, yeah, they easily constructors. and they threw it away because they're I don't they were not like they don't have that winning mentality you could argue Max has it but that team does not have it anymore yeah I think they were just they were focusing too much on, if they supported Perez more they probably they could have they could have won had it easily yeah. oh, it's disappointing man. it's just annoying it's it just ruins everything I'm still a bit off on F1 like, I'm mm. still, like... You're kind of like, like, I want to watch F1, but I don't really want to watch Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I know I will, and I want to, and like, it's great, but it's just not the same anymore. I yeah. Guess. I think that's for a lot of people. I think that's why 
like the new president's coming in and I, I'm interested to see the way they conduct themselves because I think with what happened they're actually I think they'll probably be very harsh or very kind of strict in the way they apply the rules in terms yeah. of you know like in terms of red flags the last year had the most red flags in like recent memory oh yeah yeah they had like the amount of red flags yeah. is like more than the past few years combined yeah, it's just everything that happened, just red flag arrays, red flag arrays, red flag arrays. Bro, it doesn't need a red flag, just safety car. <sighs> I don't even know. Oh, and then the other thing actually that's just come back to me. Lewis and how we acted after the race. Mm. It's very interesting. Some people I saw were saying, and it's, I completely agree with this, credit him for acting like that, sure, and I get that. Mm. But the thing is, he didn't have a choice. Like, he had, he had to act that way. A lot of other people, they could have done something and they could have been aggressive and they could have been angry. And sure, they would have been criticised for it. But if Lewis did that, like, it would have been on a different level. Like, the thing is, you credit him for doing it, but he, but he was almost cornered in a way to do that. But like, I think, I've seen I the think, memes and stuff yeah. and I've seen the stuff and obviously he's called a crybaby, like, all the time. But, like, the, if you go back and read that tweet that Max put out after Silverstone, like, one of them is acting like a four-year-old, and it's definitely not Lewis. Like, yeah, but I, I do say like if he if he say if he hadn't shook Max's hand, if he'd went sat down, never spoke to him, and just kind of raged on on his own, no one would have blamed him. No, like, no, 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 no. He would have got all sorts. No, no, no. Honestly, no, like, he would have got all sorts. I I see him like if he'd gone and like slapped Max. He'd no, no. Like even that, then, even if he just went off quietly, like even during his period of you know silence and stuff. Mm. It's called an attention seeker, drama queen, blah blah. But see, that's like that the media. Kind of the media and stuff are always gonna do that. Like it doesn't matter. I think it's it's kind of like he's a victim of his own success in a sense, because he is he's achieved so much that he'll always kind of be. The attention will be on him, and people will always be criticizing him. Yeah, I've I think the that. difference now between him and Michael is Michael didn't have social media back then, so it was, it was a bit different. No, yeah, I get people definitely hated Michael during his winning. Oh match, yeah, yeah. Sebastian, yeah. you saw it. I think with Sebastian, yeah, you saw Vettel, it that was there. Vettel well. got it so much in terms of like, uh, they used to stand at the podium and boo him. Yeah, 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 no, I remember that. So Lewis didn't get that. Like Lewis was not that bad in the sense people would not Most stand of the, the podium. Time, yeah. And boo him that like that badly, and so I think it's part of like they are a victim of their own success in that sense, and I think Luce especially because he won. If Luce had won it over, like say one two, took two years off one two took two years two off one two two years off and then yeah. one one, no one would say anything. But because they dominated just like Seb did, just like Michael did for like a period of time where they gathered most of their championship, people just naturally yeah they they hate when it gets boring in terms of same winner every year mm. but there's definitely like a different angle to when lewis gets yeah, it perhaps i think maybe maybe part of it is obviously racism that that part of it um especially in a sport like formula one where basically it's such an elitist sport yeah um so, so is i think it's natural in that sense um like not natural but no like yeah it's, no, it's, I know it's regularly occurring yeah, yeah. in that sense and I don't see it like how, but I think, yeah, I was gonna, I'm not sure what else to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't really know where you go from there, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I mean, what would that Yeah, I think if you rage and stuff, people would speak about it, people would move on. 
I think his silence of, on social media was the best course of action. It was a night. It's even it's even if you get like that one or two people who are speaking about it and saying like, ah, oh, this and this and this, you always get that one or two people like attention seeking, like piggybacking on this attention seeking. But realistically, most people weren't saying anything. Mm. I don't know to be fair. Between between the race and today. All I read was, realistically, all I read from kind of traditional media and, like, most people was respect for the way he acted afterwards. You obviously get I that one or two, like, hate no. comments. But I did not see as many. I saw a lot of chat about him, like, all the time. On Twitter? No, no, even through the media outlets, just talking about continued silence, all of this. Basically, any story they had to do with like, F1, they would lead it with... Lewis Hamilton's still quiet. But that's quiet. the thing, like, when you add look, on, like, a little bit extra about something else. When you look at, like, the, um, what they call, like, those, like, gossip, essentially, they're all gossip magazines and stuff. They're <laughs> the ones who do all of this stuff. But, like, literally, I was reading one article, like, today or yesterday. I don't remember. I think it was related to football or something. And they literally, it was related to Liverpool winning the um, Carabao Cup. Cup. Yeah. yeah. And they essentially, they copied that same article, pasted it, and just added, like, two sentences and put an, an extra catchy title. But it's the exact same article. And I literally went through it just to check. It's the same thing. So this is what they do. They just put, like, four or five... Art- I don't know if they do. Like, no, put a yeah. few articles every few days about the same thing. Put a new catchy title. Don't add anything of substance. Just copy-paste it, reword it. It's just to gain attention and traffic. That's their way of doing it. And people won't get interested if they're talking about how great Lewis is. Or if they're talking about, ah, oh, Lewis is a terrible guy, is attention. People will come. It's, it's only natural, you know what I mean? That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, unfortunately. I guess what we've learned today is F1 needs, well, everywhere needs better journalists. So if F1 want to send us free tickets, we'd be happy to send uh, our honest feedback and reviews of everything other than Saudi Arabia. Other than uh, Abu Dhabi and Spa, we will say that it was completely justified, incredible decisions, and you did a yeah, great Spa job. Yeah, was disgusting. No, no, it was perfect. They should have done that. They did the perfect job, and no one deserves refunds. See you later. I'm going to get a job now. Catch yeah. me in Will Bucks. And I'm going to be red flag, like, <laughs> black flag from the content for the future, basically. Yeah, you're not allowed. No, that's it. You're getting blocked at the entrance. Catch me in the grandstands at some point next year. Uh, don't ask me where Yusuf is. He was blocked at the gate. That's been Podcast 16. We'll be back next week with something else. Hopefully. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening. See you next week.